0: Destination is the stars. Hello, welcome to the Sci-Fi Roundtable. I'm Shane Thomas. Today I'm reading Chapter 1 of The Spatial Shard by G. Russell Gaynor. Spatial Shard, Chapter 1, Finding McEmbry. He could hear his heartbeat over everything else, over the clamor of his footfalls and the cursing of those whose paper and bodies he left spilled in his wake. His inclination to focus on the sound of the organ in his chest came from fright and fatigue. But Avery Brewer had a job he had to do. Failure to complete this task might well mean the stopping of his heart, a gambit he was not willing to take. He brushed his long gray hair out of his face and pushed himself to continue running. He could get over the pain later but he had to make sure he had the option of a later in his near future. Suddenly, the company plan to give all division heads of a Stairmaster made sense. It was too bad Avery had yet to take his out of storage. This is Brewer, he gasped into the wireless headset as he tore through another doorway. Put me... He started, but another collision in the corridor cut his speech short. Balkans, Baskins, Ratface. Avery could not be bothered to remember his name at the moment. He simply nodded, softened the glare coming off his blue eyes, and waved as he panted, scrambling up to his feet. Yes, Mr. Brewer, the automated operator responded. Lifeless heap of bolts and wire. Only for a moment was Avery proud of the design and implementation of the software necessary to get the mechanism to act and react correctly. Pride meant big chests, and big chests only made for an easier target to be struck. He shook his head clear of the distraction and placed his hand to his headset to keep it from falling off the side of his head. Put me through to Vay. Tell her we've got a lock. A lock on the shard. There was an awkward silence in the conference room. The product of very tough negotiations had been anything but decisive. There was no clear winner. No one held an advantage. But the last raised point of contention was one Samantha Vey had not been expecting. It's a very simple question, Mark said, with a slight grin on his face. When are we going to see something new? It's not as if you didn't promise us new designs six months ago and I think we've been more than patient. You've been given this much time based on your past accomplishments, but this is starting to give us all a bad feeling. Samantha jerked her head to the side, moving her dark brown curls out of her brown eyes. Perhaps it had been a mistake to wear her hair down over her shoulders. Its length gave her few options. She leaned back in her chair and smiled. Looking nervous would just be blood in the water, and the sharks in the room were always hungry. How many meetings had she witnessed go sour because of her reaction to implications of failure? It was an easy trap to fall into for those who wore their hearts on their sleeves. Mark Greenwald was the one who had come forward with the statement. It meant he was escalating his assault on optimum horizons, and he thought he could find a way into the inner sanctum through Samantha's heart. He was definitely a good-looking man, but she could find better in any meat market, and those choices would come without the migraine aftermath. She hated the delusion that wearing a skirt somehow meant she was not able to handle her business. But she had seen men make enough mistakes to know what not to do. First things first, Mr. Greenwald, she replied in a very calm tone. The first step in avoiding his trap. Act as if the implication had no actual merit. I think we need to address your group's inability to shore up the marketing and distribution of the projects Optimum Horizons has already delivered. What sort of a fool would I look like unveiling a new design when you have yet to meet your contractual obligations with the three projects we've already built and delivered? Her eyes drifted to her phone. Brewer's line was flashing white. It seemed she was going to receive some good news after all. Maybe you came here today to tell me that the government contracts that were submarined by Congress are now set to close in a positive manner, she said, standing up. A sure sign the meeting was drawing to a close. She was taller than most women, standing at nearly one and three-quarter meters tall, more muscle than fat, and quite shapely at sixty-six and a half kilograms. McKean came from his position near the wall just behind her seat. It was something of a small wonder how a man of his girth could move so quickly and quietly. He took hold of her chair as she stood and pulled it back, allowing for a clear path to the doors. The eyelids over her soft brown eyes drew tighter together, drawing more emphasis to what she was about to say. No. Then perhaps, before I give you any more of my developer's hard work, you can prove to Optimum Horizons that you are worthy of consideration of any new material. Good day, gentlemen. Mark. She quickly turned and donned her small headset. Samantha Vay was drawn to small things. The smaller technicians could make things, the more she loved using them. This particular headset fit into a special compartment sewn into the outside pocket of all her executive suit jackets. As soon as it was secure in her ear, she tapped a small control button and the tone told her she was connected to her communications hub. She waited for McKean to close the conference room doors behind them before she spoke. This is Vey. Go for network. This is the network, the synthesized voice of the main computer responded in her ear. And she looked back to ensure that McKean was linking up to the hub as well. His device was already in place. In many ways, looking back was overkill. McKean had yet to fail her in any measure but the stillness of his deep brown eyes and his thumbs-up response reassured her. He towered over her by a little more than 23 centimeters. The cut of his tailored suits did little to mask his massive frame, and there were many who were surprised to know he weighed over a 120 kilos. He kept his thick black hair pulled back in a ponytail so as never to chance at getting into his eyes, which were nearly as dark as his hair. Assumption is a foolish man's mistake, he had once told her. I find no disservice if, when you do check in on me, I have done or am in the process of doing what I am supposed to do. Open the administrative channel and activate both users, Vey commanded, and she could hear the expected clicking sounds. Receive Brewer, she directed as she continued down the corridor, her right thumb rubbing against the side of her index finger. It had been a long time since Avery used the white line. Too long. A soft and low tone registered just before she could hear Brewer's heavy breathing. She had no clear reason, but she was suddenly anxious, and her stride betrayed her normal steadiness. She was almost jogging when she turned toward the elevator. McKean beat her to it and hit the call button. They, we've got a positive sighting of McKimbry. He's in Valangrad. McKean quickly took out his smartphone, linking it to the network and starting to make travel arrangements. He knew of the importance of the find and of Samantha's confidence in the security teams that had been dispatched in the past. Too many times they had come back with foul explanations and poor results. "'Avery,' she replied, stepping into the elevator car. But Keem was quick to hit the button to take them to her office. Samantha hit the stop button on the elevator and changed her destination. The elevator car dropped into an on-site underground research and development facility. "'Try to understand that I don't have Google Earth running through my head 24 hours a day. You could be a little more forthcoming with the information.' It's in Bolivia, Brewer explained shortly before the sound of a collision. The link with Brewer went dead, and Samantha quickly tapped her headset. The word is Spanish for Big Valley, McKean noted. No doubt he is using the site due to its remote status and the possession of an airstrip. McKembry's come out of hiding, the large man declared. Probably to get his hands on more cash so he could disappear again. He won't be there by the time we get there. Then outthink him and predict where he will be, Vey ordered. (laughs)